<laughs> right. Uh, our guest today was born and raised in Delaware County. Uh, she graduated from Cardinal O'Hara High School, then attended Harvard University, uh, where she was named to the All-Ivy League women's basketball team four times and graduated with a bachelor's degree in government. She was first elected to Upper Darby Township Council in 2013 as an at-large member, uh, and this year she's the Democratic candidate for mayor of Upper Darby. Uh, Barbara Ann Keffer, welcome to the Delco Young Demcast. Thank you. Thank you. So, Long time listener, first time. <laughs> that still kind of freaks me out a little bit when people say that, but I'm but I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, if you've heard if you've heard these before, you know that we like starting off just kind of getting a sense of who you are. So you know, where exactly did you grow up? What was your family like when you were younger? That kind of thing. So I grew up in in Brumont, right. and I'm the oldest of four mm-hmm. children. My dad is a retired mailman. Okay. And my mom is retired from the UF. U- UFCW, uh, oh. 1776. Awesome. So, union family. Excellent. Um, basketball was a big part of our lives growing up. Yeah. And uh, my sister, she, my sister Stacy, she got a scholarship and played at Villanova. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. she's still uh, in the area. Nice. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. You got the family tradition there. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> So, you know, with, with especially with your family being like union folks, were they active in politics or in the community or was it just kind of like a an in-house sort of thing? Well, my my dad hasn't voted since he voted for John F. Kennedy. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we, what he said he liked about the job was that he would just go to work and do it. And then when he was done, he never thought about it again. And that. That has a certain appeal to me, although obviously it's not the path that I followed when I, um, you know, first decided to run for office here. But um, my mom is, she's a Republican and um, yeah, she lives in Florida and she was very happy to vote for Trump there. (laughs) Yeah, those, uh, that must make a... Thanksgiving dinner a little uh, little interesting, but or do you just avoid the topic or is it uh, pretty much okay. yeah, <laughs> um, yes we do, um, but she my mom's also like a good government person. She thinks any party that's been in power for too long is just susceptible to corruption and apathy. And I know that that's that's a big part of what uh, you know what you're running on this year for for mayor for Upper Darby. Um, you know I I do want to just like. You know, especially given that your family wasn't really that active uh, politically, you know, how did you decide that this was something that you were interested in? You know, when did you kind of get the get bitten by the bug, so to speak, and decide to study that? Well, so I played professional basketball over in Ireland mm-hmm. and in Germany. And in Germany, that was in that was when the wall came down. That's oh, when wow. I was there. Oh, wow. That so must have been amazing. It was a really interesting time. But mm. even even then, everything that they had... All their paper products were recycled. They had really comprehensive recycling uh, programs. And, I mean, I moved around. I lived in Alaska and worked at a salmon processing plant. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just learned that last night, yeah. actually. That was a <laughs> <laughs> Not a union job, interesting by the story. way. <laughs> um, uh, and in, I lived in San Francisco and Seattle and oh. in Boston. And when... We lived, uh, John and I lived down the shore in Summers Point before we moved up here. And when we were, we didn't know it was Raylene, but when we were expecting Raylene, that's when we, we moved up. I wanted to be near my family okay. and uh, I was a stay-at-home mom for the first 10 years of her life. Awesome. Um, but it, coming to Upper Darby, I was just shocked at the 
recycling program that we did have. So I did some research and to see what other neighboring municipalities did, and I got some help, especially from, she was then Mayor Jane Young of Lansdowne, okay. and she told me to go to a council meeting. So I went with all my research, and I was really shocked to see how few people were in in the audience. Yeah. And then my reception from council was a little, <laughs> I would say cold, you know, they, they, um, most of them didn't seem in favor of it. But after that, I decided that I wanted to <clears throat> work on educating my neighbors and, and people in the community as to the possibilities of single stream recycling. And, and I thought at the time too, like I would like to be up there making these decisions. Yeah. So yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I know that, um, you know, that was sort of the first time I came across your name was, uh, uh, kind of getting a crash course in upper Derby politics. And there was a, uh, there was some controversy, surprisingly enough, uh, when you actually tried to film one of the, uh, public upper Derby council meetings, uh, and they, <laughs> they threatened to basically drag you out of there. Um, you know, why do you think that there's so much resistance to like all these openness and transparency policies, not just in Upper Darby, but like across Delaware County? The school board, I think, recently are, are filming their whole entire meetings yeah. before they just used to. I used to call it the warm and fuzzy part of the meeting <laughs> where the superintendent would give an address and there maybe would be awards or a core uh, chorus group. A lot of it, I think, is apathy. Uh, it is a little bit of effort to videotape meetings, and yeah. what I think we really need here in Upper Darby is a is a community access public channel, just to get general information out. Because there's so many different ways to reach people. Yeah, um, so the website, um, if we could have the channel to let us know about different events or changes in the in the trash and recycling, or if there's a snow emergency, and it just would be, it's something that's guaranteed through our cable franchise agreements and. A lot of other municipalities in Delaware County have have such a channel, and we should too. Yeah, I think I recall uh, you had an event just a couple of days ago uh, for your campaign, and I believe uh, I recall you saying we're the largest town that doesn't have one in the state. We're the we're the largest municipality in the state yeah. that doesn't have one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's it's it's very strange to me that it's ju it just seems so stuck in the stuck in the dark ages, so to speak. Uh, as far as all the transparency and even just the basic good government things, you know, putting contracts out for bid and all that. Um, you know, do you want to speak a little bit to, you know, how, how you want to address those sorts of issues, uh, you know, when you win? <laughs> the, uh, where would I start? So I'd re I would reach out to the, uh, the school board or the school district because they do have a public access channel and we could maybe um, merge and do something together so that there's content all the time and there's like one instead of having two channels we could have one that where everybody could look and see what's going on central location mm -hmm. yeah and that's actually that actually kind of connects a little bit with you know something else i wanted to i wanted to talk with you about is that you know the current mayor of upper darby tom mccosey every time something gets brought up about the school district he it seems like he tries to deflect and you know they're they're a separate entity. They've got their own rules. They're doing their own thing. You know, that is that is true to a point. But, you know, how what are some other ways that you think that the the township and the school district uh, would be able to work together to kind of improve 
uh, the situation for all of Upper Darby's kids. So the the school district and the township intersect in a lot of different ways with the Performing Arts Center. Mm -hmm. The township uh, does the uh, trash collection for the district schools as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I don't consider them to be two separate entities. Because we have, we have a shared, we have an interest in like a shared um, common good. So, um, what would I say to that? So, yeah, we just, we, we have to work together because our, our success would be the result of both entities doing really well and doing the best for, for its residents. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's always, it's always interesting when, it, when it's something... You know that they don't want to talk about where it's oh it's a separate thing we have no control over them, but then you've got like the township council president uh, is also the architect for the entire school district and it's like it's when it's convenient to them they're you know close and when it's convenient to them they're separate so I've heard I think that that connection is no longer really as strong as it was oh. I think that the school district has, uh, school board has put out um, architecture uh, um, projects out for bid. Oh, wow. So that's another thing that's changed quietly. Yeah. We don't hear a lot about the school school board and a lot of the good stuff that they've been doing. Wow. That's that's actually terrific to hear. That's been one of my biggest pet peeves about the local government. (laughs) So I'm actually really glad to hear that. All right. So um, why is it making this? I I think the township and the school district can work together to improve all the different fields at the different schools because, you know, we're pretty built out as a district and as a township. And we need to invest in in the resources that we do have in all the, the school grounds and the different parks because for a lot of people, they're the ones that you can walk to. Yeah. There's almost one in every, in every district, I think. But they, they 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 do need some investment and improvement, Absolutely. and I think that's something the township and the and the district could work together on. Definitely, and I know that like open space has been uh, something else that you've been really involved with. I know you're on the board of uh, one of the one of the nonprofit organizations you're on the board of is the Darby Creek Valley Association. Um, you know, do, can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with that? The that's. By reading my local paper. Oh man! Yeah, the uh, the news of De- the news of Delaware County comes out like every Wednesday, and I saw a notice where they were seeking cleanup captains, and I I like that. That's something that, like my dad used to take us for walks behind our house in Broomall, and mm-hmm. we were always not cleaning up. It didn't it didn't seem that messy, but it was just nice to be able to walk around uh, so close to our house and appreciate that. He's from. Um, he grew up in Bartram Gardens okay. in Southwest Philadelphia, yeah, yeah. and I think that was one of the things he really liked about our house. Our backyard spilled into a like a baseball field, and there's a basketball court, and we spent a lot of time there. Cool. And you could see it from our ba- from our back porch. Oh, it was nice. great. It was really a really great place to to grow up. Very nice. But I was yeah, I just was. Um, I like volunteering. I like I think volunteering is a good way to meet people in the community. And you're working towards a common goal, usually betterment of something. So um, I decided to do my first cleanup, and I think it was 2007, at Gillespie Park, okay. which is a place I discovered when I was I was going around trying to get people um, 
some information on single stream recycling. Mm-hmm. And I picked, I looked at the map of the township and I picked out, I think it's North Sycamore. And it was across mm-hmm. from a park. And I thought, all right. And I went there. And when I saw, I thought that they would need to clean up. But that's that's the first place I, I did to clean up. But Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that, you know, that's one of the, <laughs> the, uh, Local volunteer groups like that are some of the uh, places where, you know, everybody can kind of get together. Even, you know, Republican former candidates who I don't agree with on basically anything are involved in in the neighborhood cleanups and the the park cleanups and things like that. And it's something that, you know, everybody can kind of find common ground on, which is kind of awesome. But, you know, do you think that there's any kind of a conflict uh, between like open space preservation, environmental stewardship, you know, kind of all those uh, those priorities and the kind of economic development that, you, that you're hoping to work on as well? I think municipalities have to be, um, there's different regulations they have to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are, there are pretty strict controls about how close you can build to a creek. And there's a lot of programs to help, uh, right, the riparian corridors to prevent runoff and mm-hmm. all that. We we don't have that much open space here, yeah. or parks and playgrounds. But um, I think we, if we would focus on it, we could we could improve them. We could have a really nice trail system in the township. And Friends of Upper Darby Trails is another group that's yeah, been working yeah. on that. So yeah, and they've been doing some excellent work too. There's a lot of there's there's people. <laughs> People talk trash like, oh, nobody wants to get involved in the community around here. But there are a lot of groups doing a lot of good work. Definitely. It's really cool to see. The, the latest project I've been working on is with uh, Colin Brook Church. Okay. Across from the Jexa line because they, um, Colin Brook runs through there and underneath the, um, the parking lot at Jexa line. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I knew that uh, I knew that the creek had flooded out a couple of times, which is why it's kind of funny that you're you know you're bringing up all the all the uh, guidelines and the code things about how far uh, how far development has to be from uh, from creeks and streams and things because they got all kinds of variances on that Drexelbrook project that <laughs> caused a lot of drama. The but. it is tough when you're redeveloping mm-hmm. an already uh, developed area. But um, years ago, when Drixel Line was developed, I, mm. apparently you could build to the creek. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I, I guess that was thought to be the, a good thing, or that maybe retaining walls could keep the the creek water uh, at bay. Mm. But it turns out that <laughs> that's not that's planned, not the yeah. case. Yeah, so, right. so this is the part I do, I never really enjoy. Uh, where I get to kind of play the bad guy a little bit and, okay. you know, play devil's advocate. Thanks you for know, the warning. There's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a bunch of rumors and innuendo going around, mm-hmm. especially on like Facebook and places like that about your time as the borough manager over in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, can you tell us what actually happened there and kind of clear clear that up a little bit for us? Sure. I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm not going to respond on Facebook. I saw a bunch of things that's a, that's and I That's definitely thought. a good decision. <laughs> but, um... I'll say this, like, uh, elections have consequences. And I, I started working in Melbourne in October of 2015. Mm-hmm. I, it, was, it was a really good job. I learned a lot about code enforcement, a lot about the, uh, the, kind, the paperwork that's due from each municipality, regardless of its size. Mm-hmm. And in, in 2017, in May, there was a power shift within the Democratic Party and the leaders uh, of Melbourne Council. And the way I look at it, 
is that they just didn't want me to work there anymore. Um, I was an at-will employee. I worked mm-hmm. at the will of counsel. And you know, I was given two weeks notice, and I trained the person that took my place. So I think that's as good of a handoff as you can get. Yeah. In that situation, these are they're appointed jobs, so they're yeah. inherently political. And you know, some people lost elections mm-hmm. in November, and the the people that worked on their staff also lost their jobs. And it really has nothing mm-hmm. to do with the quality of work that they were doing. It's just the reality that elections have consequences. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a uh, you know not not the part that we really are proud of but you know sometimes these things happen mm-hmm. but. and i'm currently i'm working for rutledge borough okay. as an administrator oh excellent so and that's that's been really good i just I, I, it's interesting to learn the nuts and bolts of local government so i've i've been i'm very grateful for millbourne council having hired me mm-hmm. and i was there for almost 2 years and and now I'm, now i'm with rutledge yeah. So, and those those are both part time positions. Yeah, very yeah. small municipalities, but they need they still need, you know, bills to get paid, exactly, and forms to be filled out and that kind of thing. So. Exactly for however many people are living there, it's it's a critically important job. You know, whether it's whether it's a small handful or whether it's you know, eighty five thousand like here in Upper right. Darby, that's all critically important <laughs> stuff. So, all right, um, like I said, Upper Darby is like a huge town. It's like 85,000 people or something like that. Um, so it's, it's, it's large and it's very diverse. You know, we've got a lot of rich kind of rich white families in Drexel Hill. We've got a lot of poor families of color living over on upper Dar- the upper Darby side. Uh, there are a ton of first generation Americans who were born around the world that have moved to upper Darby. What is kind of the message uh, you're trying to use to bring all of these different people together as one community? Well, I think the services that the township offers should be spread equally throughout the township. There shouldn't be one kind of leaf waste collection <laughs> or um, you know which, which trash cans are getting emptied on yeah. a regular basis and which aren't. Um, I I think local government has the obligation and the power to create a high standard of living for everybody in in the municipality. And so I think I would like to do work to to make everybody that lives here feel included and that they're important, that their neighborhoods are important. And that's where I would like to start. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a very, you know, it's been kind of divided up to this point, so... It's 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 a challenge, but I'm glad to hear that you're uh, you're up for it and willing to take it on. I think so. there has to be, and I think diversity has to be reflected in our boards and commissions as well. That's actually an excellent point. And yeah, I, I, half the time we don't even know who's on those boards and things. Yeah, and their mini, minute meetings should be should be publicized as well. But I would like to I would create like a steering committee maybe to fill or a vacancy committee to to fill. Um, the different boards and commissions that we do have. So, because I think there's a, a, a wealth of untapped talent perspectives in in the township, and it should be reflected across the board where where the township can can do that kind of thing. And boards and commissions are definitely one of those things. Yeah. Do you think that political affiliation or involvement should be uh, one of the one of the uh, <laughs> sort of determining factors on that? Not, no, I don't. I think I think they all should be bipartisan, just right off the bat. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I think 
again, with 85,000 people, it would be good to have different people on each board mm-hmm. and not some of the same people on several different boards like we have now. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to me. All right. So obviously I'd be remiss if I didn't sort of... I'm waiting for this next one. What? Nothing bad. Nothing <laughs> bad. I promise. <laughs> we got we got through the tough stuff. Um, but, you know, since this is the Delco Young Democast, I'd be... Uh, you know, remiss to not bring this one up because Upper Darby is, uh, in addition to being very large and very diverse, it's also very young. Uh, our average age is about six years younger than Pennsylvania overall. Um, you know, what are some of the ways that you want to make sure that younger voters and younger constituents get engaged and stay active in their local politics specifically? Hmm. I haven't really thought about that. I, well, I did age out of the young Democrats group. <laughs> That's fine. You, you've got, you've got two daughters that'll be joining very soon. So. Yes. I think so. My older daughter, she's, she'll be 18 in September and okay. she'll be eligible to vote mm-hmm. for well, me. Excellent. So that, that's, that's terrific. I'm assuming she would vote for me. I don't, I, can't, I shouldn't take that for granted. <laughs> but again, so getting young people involved in the, and the boards and commissions, we should really, we really should have a, a recreation board. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to see the PAL board be ramped up a little bit. I just, we have to be open to the ideas of people of all ages, and and young people are definitely. We want them. We want young people to like go through the school here and come back maybe after they come to college and and um, and raise their families here too. So. We'll see. We don't. I don't know that we have any super young candidates stepping up this year. That we we still have some time to find them. I think yeah. though there are a couple of there are a couple of folks uh, that uh, have at least been to Young Dems meetings that I think are uh, working on school board campaigns. Okay, but, um, good. So yeah, that's that's interesting to follow. But as far as uh, municipal campaigns, I don't believe so. But that doesn't. <laughs> we're not holding that against them. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. Well, it's. There, we're not beating anybody back with a bat to to run for any of these offices right. because it's a big commitment. It's a lot of mm-hmm. time away from your family. It's a lot of work. Um, but we want we. I think if we if we had the community public access channel, if some of these meetings were videotaped, maybe more people than young people would go to the meetings and feel like they were, could really be a part of the process. Yeah. So that would be helpful. It's pro- it's going to take some time, I think, for for people to get used to. Maybe be more active participants in in local government. Absolutely, and and it's important to start young. So, um, all right, one last question, and uh, you know, <laughs> I really don't mean to start any issues here, but um, you and uh, another one of our candidates, Monica Taylor, uh, both played basketball in college, <laughs> both played professionally, both played in Ireland professionally. Um, <laughs> Let's take Monica in the prime of her career and you in the prime <laughs> of your career. One-on-one, who wins that? Well, okay. If there's a three-dribble <laughs> limit um, per possession, then then I, then I do think I win it. But um, like I joked last night at, at Monica's event that mm-hmm. if I had been born you know, 16 years after I had been born, mm-hmm. we would have played against each other. <laughs> Harvard and Maine play each other every year. Oh, wow. So that would have been... Yeah, I love I, I love these I just I love yeah all these all these ways that we have everybody's more in common with each other than than not yeah. I think and yeah. it's good to, you know to uh, no I mean Monica totally stepped up on her own she did she, uh, another thing that she 
that's similar between us is that we both went to the committee. Mm-hmm. I think when we decided we wanted to get involved. Yeah. Uh, on our own, you know. Um, so that's great. That's really, really great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't quite. You didn't quite answer the question. <laughs> I don't want to start any rifts in the party here. <laughs> so, where can people find more information about you and uh, you know get in touch with you if they want to? So I have my campaign Facebook page is Barbara Ann Keffer for Upper Darby. The website's about to launch within mm-hmm. a week. Okay. And I'm, well, I have the same, I could give my cell phone number and my <laughs> email address. I mean, if, if you they're, want, if they're you public want your records. phone number on the entire internet, like, <laughs> well, okay, we'll start you, with the email. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the emails, it's my name, barbaraann.keffer at yahoo.com. And my phone number's available on the Township website <laughs> under contacts under uh, Township Council. So. Fair enough. All right, Barbara. And I, I find that the more you give your number out, the less people call you. <laughs> Is that the secret? Well, I don't know. It's just been my experience, I'd say. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the Delco Young Democast, Barbara Ann Keffer. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. It's been really fun. Yeah.